My finger slipped. <laughs> I'm back and I'm crisp again. There she is. <laughs> Surprise, <laughs> bitch. Surprise, bitch. <laughs> Welcome back to Oddities. I'm Cassie. I'm Anna. And welcome back to Strange Town. I forgot to say it last time. There she is. As per usual, join us on social media. All of our information is in the description box, as is our Patreon. If you'd like to donate to our show, even just a dollar a month will earn you bonus content, content, content every single week. That's it. Yeah, you get to see us on video. On Verdier, and we always dress up for the occasion. Not. <laughs> I was wearing a fucking robe a couple weeks ago. We keep it comfy, cool, and cash, so. that's We keep it real on oddities, you guys know. Yeah, no glamour here. <laughs> uh, Any hoozles, how are you, man? For us, it's only been, like... 30 seconds since we last Uh, spoke. I'm good. But for the rest of you, it's been a week. That's right. I have been listening to this podcast called Tom Brown's Body. It is so good. So is it like a, is it a story or? It's, it's true. And it's happened in like 2018, I think in Texas, which woof that, that, that accent is hard for me. Mm. But um and it's it's basically like a who done it. Okay. And I I don't know how it ends cuz I'm not done. But it's it's so good and it's so engaging. There's excellent. One episode that's a little hard to get through because he's basically just talking to gossips and I have no fucking time for shit like that. Yeah, right, right. But it's very very good. And the the beginning, the first episode is they go, somebody's lying. We just don't know who. So already you're like, oh, great. Anyone that I listen to could be lying. And everyone's very suspicious for very different reasons. It's very good. Would recommend. It, interesting. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. And that's like the, the heart of like any crime, right? Somebody's lying. <laughs> just need to figure out who it is. It's just, and it's what I think is, I mean, I don't know. I have this running theory that we don't really know anyone ever. Right. So I just feel like I when people are lying, it's it's you're just like, oh, okay. Like it, to me, it's not that shocking because I don't think we ever know anyone. But I'm always very alarmed by how well people can lie, especially about very gruesome things like this. Or very, I That's I don't know if it's enough. gruesome because I have no idea. I, I don't yeah. know what happened. Yeah. And, you know, I think we can come to know people, but we only know people in the version that of themselves that they choose to tell us about and, like, and like mm-hmm. sh- show themselves as, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and I think that, to a certain extent, people can be even lying to themselves. Oh, for sure. So they but, may oh, think I think I know you pretty well. Oh. What happened? Oh, the microphone went My down? Microphone. <laughs> I think we know each other pretty well. Oh, yeah. But we're very, very honest with one another. Right. And I also think that there's, there, like, I'm, this isn't, I'm not saying this in the way of, like, I'm like, I don't trust even the people that are closest to me. Like, that's not what I'm saying. But mm-hmm. I think that there's a very, when someone does something shocking, I, I think because you're only understanding someone as they present themselves to you. You're not understanding yeah, right. them as you are because you have no capacity to know them as they are. No, how could you? That's right. that like right, like we were saying. Yeah, so it's just like so it's I don't know, people are fucking wild creatures. Yeah, and human beings obviously look at our history are capable of literally anything. Oh, for sure. It's like in fact, I don't know why we are surprised by much of anything anymore. I I can't say that I'm all that surprised by anything. Like like no. nasty things that people do. Like I just just, just kind of like not shocking to me. Although I I hear about certain like last week the Black Dahlia's crime is like very difficult to comprehend that a person could do that oh, to yeah. another human being. That's very yeah. difficult for me. 
Yes, I agree with that. But I it's, think in the but, event, but I also you know like sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I I mean I just I just feel like like when people say like video games made people video games make people violent like really because we were burning people and you know enslaving people so i feel like this isn't that's not what made us violent (laughs) no i think it's just this inherent quality in a lot of humans um yeah yeah i i don't remember what i was gonna say but it's okay it probably wasn't really a no it's it's fine (laughs) it's totally fine um yeah, well, I'll have to check out that podcast. It sounds interesting. And, like, since I'm going to be off, well, I, as of now, when you're hearing this, I'm back at work. But I've been off the last couple of weeks, so I'll probably have listened to it at that point. <laughs> yeah, also, I'm aware that this podcast has been out for a very long time, but it just got brought to my attention. Thank you to my cousin for bringing that podcast to my attention. And it's all the episodes are out, so you can just binge that. Oh, bitch. cool. So you could binge it. Excellent. Yeah. Cool. Um. Because we're living in a bingy time. But how are you? That that we are. I'm good. So we, during our break in between, because we, we're recording two back to back, so we can take a nice break ski till the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And um, and by the end of the year, I mean end of 2020, not 2021 when you're listening to this. What's the but, future like? <laughs> yeah, how's the future? We're Probably in the future the same. now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like only a month from now. So yeah, but um, we were talking like... Anna did something, and, and you said something like, I'm getting older. I don't remember what you... You, like, ran into something? What happened? Oh, I couldn't oh, see Oh, because I was running into the other room to get socks. And I, mm. my, just, like, my hip hurt and my knee hurt at the same time. And I was like, God, I hate getting old. Yeah, so, like, that happened to me. Um, it was yesterday, and, like, I had this extreme pain in my, my wrist, and it came up my thumb a little bit. And I was like, holy shit, am I getting carpal tunnel? I'm 28. I don't want... This can't be... Like, what... What the, and then I came to the <laughs> conclusion that I think I sprained. So I have like a refillable water bottle and I can like, it has the hours marked so I can keep track of how much water I have throughout the day and uh-huh. know how much I am supposed to have by the, I've come to the conclusion that I had screwed the lid on too tight. And when I tried to open it one time, I think I sprained my wrist. What? <laughs> yes. I think that's exactly what happened. You think you sprained and it? Not just like you heard it? Or like, or like, you know, tweaked it or, you know, whatever. But I, yeah. And it feels so much better when it's wrapped. I don't have it wrapped right now and I should. Like, it's it's the kind of thing where, like, I, you know, it hurts to bend it. It hurts to whatever else. It doesn't feel locked up so much as it, like, I, I don't know. It's very strange, but I'm pretty sure I hurt my wrist opening my water bottle. And so, therefore, I, too, am getting old. We old, man. We are. I mean, Jesus. What's happening? Why? Yeah. Also, so, have you sprained your wrist before? Story. Yes, I've sprained it before. I broke a wrist. I, I've done all kinds of things to myself. You know that. <laughs> I, but I'm just curious because I've never sprained anything, so I wouldn't even know what that feels like. Like, so it's like kind of throbby. Like, it swelled up a little bit. Um, oh. And like like my thumb, um, it's better today because I was like icing it and stuff yesterday, but like my thumb, like this like kind of meaty portion here like that had gotten puffy like it was very very strange but today it's it hurts a little bit less and it's not it's not the same as it was so that's why I'm feeling like it's maybe not the carpal tunnel issue that I was thinking it was I just thankfully I just we're too young for that I just love the fact that I know but honestly our generation is going to get shit like that because we're constantly on electronics too much typing, too much scrolling, too much this, too much that. Yeah, yeah. forget we're, it. We're absolutely going to have to deal with that. But I, I would hope not quite yet. Yeah. But you never know. I, I just love the fact that it's because you screwed your water bottle on too tight. <laughs> yeah, because I was sitting there thinking, I was like, because the then, then I was like, I know, like, I, there's no way. And then I was sitting here and I was like, have I... Did I open the door weird? Was I carrying anything heavy? Did like I like did something strange happen with donut? Did and then I was sitting here and I was like jars. Have I opened any jars? And I was like my water bottle is almost like a jar. And I screw that bitch on tight all the time because I don't want it leaking around my electronics and shit. Yeah. And I, that's exactly what happened. I I am willing to put a lot of money on that. So the great <sighs> mystery has been solved, everybody. You and know. So I'll wrap it up again the next couple days and I'll feel better. Getting old's a real bitch. It is. Also, basically, our twenty. I turned twenty-eight, and we instantly went into lockdown, and now we haven't yep. come out of it. 
So I just feel like nope. I'm like, oh, this is, I should get to turn 28 again. <laughs> this year doesn't count. Nothing counts. Nothing matters. None of this is real. <laughs> it's not. Also, ooh, that's the other exciting thing that's happening in my life. When we're recording this, because we're recording this on December 12th, um, Tenant is going to be released, Christopher Nolan's 2020 movie, is going to be released on Tuesday. And That's exciting. I didn't get to see it. You're a big Nolan fan, aren't you? He's my favorite. He's my favorite. I love Christopher Nolan. I think he's a fucking genius. And I just am so excited. And I didn't get to see this in theaters, which completely gutted me. So I'm very excited that it's going to be released on Tuesday. And I told my mom, I was like, no one, whenever I finish work and purchase that movie, I don't even care what the price is. That doesn't matter to me. It's irrelevant. Whenever I purchase that movie, from the moment I hit play to the moment that movie ends, nobody is getting into contact with me. Like, I'm putting everything on Do Not Disturb. Everything's going in a different room. It's going to be like when I go to the movies. Like, I love that. This is my sacred space. I'm watching Nolan. No one's taking it from me. Then you know what I'm really excited to tell you? What? The exciting thing is we're doing our giveaway announcement. On Tuesday, aren't we? No, Monday, I believe. It's oh, thank 14th, God. right? Yeah. Yes, yes. So, so we'll give it we'll give you Tuesday and then we'll pick the name Wednesday. How does that sound? Perfect. Or names, I should say, because there're going to be three winners. But by now this is old. This is old news and you've already won. So, congratulations you all, right. whoever you may be. Tell us what yeah. the future's like. <laughs> what is the do you like your swag? So, swag, swag. Yeah. Swag, swag, swagging on you. And now I'm just thinking so, about how weird of a concept time is because they're listening to this in the future and we're recording it now and we're talking to... Time's a flat circle and I can't talk anymore about it or I'm going to freak out. Okay, we're done. So <laughs> what is your topic for today? Mine's kind of short. Okay. Um, is yours cheery? Um, I suppose in the way that I will be portraying it, Yes. Wow, that's a big mood for this podcast. Why don't you go first? Because I went first last <laughs> okay. time. Okay, yes. So today... I can't I see you am... at all, by the way. <laughs> oh, peak. So today, I'm... <laughs> Love that. Cassie just you put her computer the back of my left. fully in front of the our FaceTime video. And I was like, I have done Bye. I'm looking see at ya. nothing. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by. Okay. All right. Focused. Today... I am talking about hellhounds. Oh, me. It's been a while. That's right. Or donut. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's been a while since I've covered like a strange creature type of deal. So bringing them back. We're back. Welcome back. So for those of you who don't know, hellhounds are like basically these supernatural dogs in folklore across a whole variety of places. Like it's, it's kind of a common thread it, it, they're around. Mm-hmm. We'll just put it. We'll just put it like that. Except for the Egyptians, um, they like cats. Yeah, yeah. I like like Egyptian lore and shit is wild to me. Yeah, that shit's where it's at. It is. So uh, there are like a wide variety of all these different like ominous, hellish, supernatural dogs throughout mythologies across the world. And there's like these common features attributed to them, like mangled black fur. They usually have glowing red eyes. Uh, usually super strength and speed. And then sometimes they also have like ghostly or phantom characteristics and they usually have a foul odor associated with them. Yikes. Same. (laughs) So so the dog farts right before it drags you to hell. It just lets out a good old toot. So certain European legends say that if someone stares into a hellhound's eyes three times or more, that person will surely die. But what are you going to do? Be like one, two, right. Three, like, what are you doing? Triple taking? How does that work? But whatever. So, in cultures that associate the afterlife with fire, hellhounds may have fire-based abilities and appearance. I like that. Love that. That's kind of cool. I I think that's neat, right? And they're often assigned to guard the entrances to the world of the dead, Mm -hmm. like graveyards, burial grounds, uh, and they also undertake other duties um, related to the afterlife or the supernatural, like hunting lost souls or guarding a supernatural treasure i think that's really neat love that also this is very the omen i really feel like i've never seen the omen what i've talked about it so or much I've... on this podcast 
Like, but I feel like I've never seen it all the way through, I should say. Like, I feel like I've seen bits of it, but I'm going to sit down and watch this whole thing front to end. Start to finish. Front to end. You know what I like that it wasn't? I like just that that phrasing. Front to end. Front to end. That's Um, what's happening. (laughs) Because that dog, like, guards him. Mm. Mm. Well, then maybe it's a hellhound. And he's, he's the Antichrist? Yeah, yeah. This little fucking kid. I do feel like now that we're talking about it that you've never seen this movie. That's almost shocking I, to me. No, but I like I, I know I can see the kid. So I feel like I've at least seen I had to have seen part of this. You had to have. I feel like I, had, I feel I, like your father would not have let you go without seeing the omen. Man, I don't know. I, I don't know any. I don't know anything anymore. <laughs> All right. Before we spiral. In European legends, seeing a hellhound or hearing a howl may be an omen or even a cause of death. And they are uh, they are said to guard the secrecy of supernatural creatures or beings from the world. Uh, some supernatural dogs, like the Welsh... Oh, you know what? And I looked up how to say this and I can't remember anymore, but I think it's like Kun Anwin, I think, or something like that. Love They're regarded that. as benign, um, but encountering these hell beasts is still considered a sign of death. So, like, they don't actually like, attack you or anything, or they're just... They're like a bad... They're an omen. So, oh, that's like in Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, right. Hmm, interesting. Maybe, well, maybe she, like, based that on some, some lore. I don't know. Probably. Yeah, that, she has a lot of that shit in there. She does, yeah. Yeah. So, they're also known as bearers of death. Uh, and that's how some people are just... Are, nope. Just short-circuited. Did you hear that? Like, hurts, hurts, hurts. That's how some people describe the hellhound. Um they're they're black as coal and they smell of burning brimstone so that's like the foul odor supposedly they also are supposed to leave behind like a burned area wherever they go which kind of (laughs) tucks in nicely with the whole like fire properties thing love that i'm kind of a fan of that awesome so if they sprint it's just like a just a small flame following them right (laughs) that just burns out that's awesome Just burns that's it yeah um some say that ancient demons created hellhounds uh, to serve as their heralds of death, which I think is also kind of cool. Also, if you're going to so be here, an, an ancient demon of hell, yeah, I would love for a dog to be like, go walk by them so they know I'm coming. Some ancient demons. Yeah, <laughs> knock, knock. <laughs> Announce me, would you? So uh, here are some examples throughout folklore. The most famous hellhound, technically, is actually Cerberus from Greek mythology. Here we go. Which, like, I don't know why I didn't immediately draw that parallel. Mm -hmm. I was like, why did I not, like, label that as a hellhound in my mind? I don't know. But they're also famous for appearing in Northern European mythology, like Garm from Nordic mythology, and folklore as part of the wild hunt. And these hounds are given several different names in local folklore, but they all have the same kind of characteristics. Um, And this myth is common, especially across Great Britain. And many names are given to the apparitions, like Madi Du, <laughs> Gwilgi, um, and other black dogs exist in legend, with the earliest mention of these myths in both Walter Mapp's Denugus Curialium from 1190 uh-huh. and the Welsh myth cycle. I know it well. <laughs> and the Welsh myth cycle of the four branches of Mabinogi. I fucked that up, I'm sure. But circa 10th to 13th century is when that was created. Jesus, that shit's old as hell. I know. In southern Mexico and Central America folklore, the Cadejo is a big black dog that haunts travelers who walk late at night on rural roads. And the term is also common in American blues music, such as Robert Johnson's 1937 song, Hellhound on My Trail. Hmm, that's interesting. We love... We love a musical dog. So also, there's only one way to make traveling at night alone scarier is by having a fucking big dog following you. <laughs> a big hellhound. All right, so here's one of them. This is the Barguest. Barguest um, is the name often given in the north of England, especially in Yorkshire. Yorkshire, Yorkshire. I don't know how you all say it. Anyway, you tell us. To a, you tell it. Let us know in the comments, would you? So. To a legendary monstrous black dog with huge teeth and claws. Though in other cases, the name can refer to a ghost or household elf. What? Well, took that in a different direction, didn't we? There is a story of a bar guest entering the city of York occasionally, where according to legend, it preys on lone travelers in the city's narrow, snickle ways. 
Whitby is also associated with the specter, and a famous bar guest is said to live near Darlington, which was said to take the form of a headless man who would vanish in flames, a headless lady, a white cat, a dog, rabbit, and black dog. So basically, they're kind of quantifying this bar guest as like this, not so much a hellhound, but it can take the shape of a hellhound, I suppose, is kind of what... Or other dope shapes. Or, yeah, or other crazy things like this headless dude and headless chick. We got a white cat. I don't know. We're all over the place. I'm into it. Yeah. There's also Black Shuck, or Old Shuck, which is the name given to a... (laughs) Why? I don't know. But it's the name given to a ghostly black dog said to roam Norfolk, Essex, and Suffolk coastlines of England. So basically, England has, like, all these different versions of it based on the region that you're in, which is kind of cool to me, I think. It's also very um, Game of Thronesy now that I'm thinking about it. It is. Uh, for centuries, locals have told tales of a large black dog with malevolent flaming red eyes, and according to reports, the beast varies in size and stature from that of a large dog to that of a horse. The Jesus. size of a horse. That's a big ass fucking dog. And very dire wolfy. Back to Game of Thrones. It is. Sometimes Black Shuck has appeared headless. What's up with that? Why are we losing our head? Uh. Uh, 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 and at other times, he appears to float on a carpet of mist. Same. According to folklore, the specter often haunts graveyards, side roads, crossroads, and dark forests, naturally. It's interesting that it's always, legends. like, roads. I know. I think that's, that's, well, and to me that kind of makes sense, right? Because, like, death is a path. So, like, if they kind of hang out on paths and things like that, and they're here to, like, usher you or warn, I don't know. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, death Pick is a path. Down. One that we all must take. That's a Gandalf One that quote. we all must take. Yeah, and you know, and he's like, when he's talking about death, he's like, the end? No. And he's like talking to, what's his face? Is that Pippin or Mary? I don't know. And he's it's, like, uh, you Pippin. know. Pippin. Yeah, and they're like, they're, they're in that white building and, and all yeah. hell's about to break loose. And he's like, Gandalf, I'm scared. Because he has a very high-pitched voice or whatever, you know. Anyway. By the way, these are all direct quotes. That was a direct representation. Yeah. <laughs> direct. I am an actress. I am Pippin, indeed. And he's like, and no death is a path one well, that we, we all must. must take and he's like and sunlight and green hills and some shit and yeah, like you know he talks about the gray curtain rolling back i i yes. cry through that bit every time you know what so i and i haven't openly talked about this on on the podcast but back in june um we lost our puppy poppy in an accident oh. and this is going to sound very 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 geeky but i spent those few days after that rereading that quote again and again and it made me feel so much better it's a beautiful quote it is it really is um okay as i was there are legends of black shuck roaming the anglian countryside since before the vikings and his <laughs> name may derive from the old english word skuka which i'm sure i'm saying wrong which means demon or possibly from the local dialect word shucky meaning shaggy or hairy Shaggy, hairy demon. That makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah. And the legend may have been part of the inspiration for the Sherlock Holmes novel, The Hound of the Baskervilles. Ooh. Yes, I know. Uh, So there's also one called Dip. This is a Catalan myth, and it's an evil black hairy dog and an emissary of the devil, and he sucks people's blood. So we got a little vampirism going on there. Jesus. Um, And like, this is interesting to me. Like other figures associated with demons in Catalan myth, He's lame in one leg. And I don't know why that is in their myth that they have that. That's interesting. Would he not be easier to get away from then? That one would think. Yeah. That makes him seem somewhat less threatening, I suppose. Yeah, I'm I'm a little less scared now. But anyway, there's the Kuhn Anwin, which is the Welsh version. And these are like one of the most famous hellhounds, apparently. Um, So this comes from like the spectral hounds of Anwin, the other world of Welsh myth. And they're associated with a form of the wild hunt, which is presided over by, I'm going to fuck this up, Gwynopnud, rather than Arawan, king of Onwen, in the first branch of the Mabinogi. None of that means anything to me. But Christians came to dub these mythical creatures as the hounds of hell or dogs of hell and theorized that they were therefore owned by Stan, Satan, mm-hmm. for the rest of you. So, um... The Anwen of medieval Welsh tradition is an otherworldly paradise and not a hell or a boat of dead cells. Nope. Souls, not cells. Dead cells. Both. <laughs> Both. All of the above. That's right. In, Wa- 
In Wales, these hounds are associated with migrating geese, supposedly because their honking in the night is reminiscent of barking dogs. I've heard geese, and they never sound like dogs to me. No, they don't. So what kind of what kind of geese you got going on over in Wales, guys? Yeah, our it's... geese that are here, our Canadian geese, they sound like literally a car horn honking. I'm like, they're so <laughs> annoying. <laughs> that was an actual representation of what they sound like. I moonlight as a as a, a goose. I was gonna say as a ghost. As, as a geese. Goose. That too. <laughs> that too. God. Um, supposedly in Wales they hunt on specific nights. So the eves of Saint John, Saint Martin, Saint Michael, the Archangel, All Saints, Christmas, New Year, uh, Saint Agnes, Saint David, and Good Friday. So the eves of those, or just in the autumn and winter. Okay, so they're around <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah. But some say. They only hunt from Christmas to the 12th night. So that's interesting to me. Yeah. And so, you know, there are some other ones too, but they're all very, very similar. Uh, essentially, they they are these big black dogs. They're coming to tell you that you're going to die or a demon is coming or the devil's coming or they kill you. Or, or they're one... protecting something like supernatural, which I think is interesting. Right. I really love the concept of them being like guardians to the underworld or like, to areas where there are souls or like things yeah. like that. I like that concept. I do too. There's there's one more that's kind of interesting that I want to um there's two actually. There's two more. So the Church Grim, which I a big fan. If I were to belong to any church, it's gonna be Church Grim. Big be real. fan. Which is not in fact a church at all, but you know, I'm just saying. Okay. So it's it's a figure from English and Scandinavian folklore, and they are said to be attendants of spirits of churches overseeing the welfare of their particular church. English church grims are said to enjoy loudly ringing the bells, and they may appear as black dogs or as small, misshapen, dark-skinned people. Almost like a fairy presence. Oh. Isn't that strange? That is strange. But then the, the, the Swedish kirkogrim, sure, I fucked that up, are said to be the spirits of animals sacrificed by early Christians at the building of a new church. In parts of Europe, including Britain and Scandinavia, a completely black dog would be buried alive on the north side of the grounds of a newly built church, creating a guardian spirit, the church grim, to protect the church from the devil. I hate fuck that. If anything, that. If anything, that dog's going to come back and fuck you people up. And should. Fuck and that. Should. And should. So here's here's the guy, the guy's trash. <laughs> Getrish? We'll go with that. It's a legendary black dog known in northern england and was said to haunt lonely roads awaiting travelers appearing in the shape of horses mules or dogs the gitrish haunts solitary ways and lead people astray and they're usually feared but can also be benevolent guiding lost travelers to the right road oh i love that i like that yeah um and then there's an excerpt from jane ear jane air air sorry (laughs) they um they uh like kind of hint at this so it says as this horse approached and as I watched for it to appear in, uh, through the dusk, I remembered certain of Bessie's tales, wherein it figured a North of England spirit called a, a Gitrish, which, in the form of horse, mule, or large dog, haunted solitary ways and sometimes came upon belated travelers, as this horse was now coming upon me. It was very near, but not yet in sight, when in addition to the tramp-tramp, I heard a rush under the hedge, and close down by the hazel stems gild- glided a great dog whose black and white color made him a distinct object against the trees. It was exactly one form of Bessie's Gitrish, a lion-like creature with long hair and a huge head, with strange preter canine eyes, uh, and then it continues, and then it says, the horse followed a tall steed. Nothing ever rode the Gitrish. It was always alone. And I just think it's interesting that I've never read that book, so I've... And technically, during that part, she meets Rochester, who's the man who's basically going to alter the course of her life. Hmm. And if you think about it, he's kind of a demon. That's cool. See, so, and I feel bad, right? Because, I mean, that's like a classic. I should read that. Oh, that's one of my favorites. I should do it. But I have a lot of issues reading stuff from, like, that time. Like, I, I tend to space out a lot when I'm reading it. Ooh, and that first chunk, woof, it's boring. But when yeah. she gets to Rochester, that's when this shit starts to hit the fan. And that's okay. when it gets wild. So, like, I should just, like, buckle up for the first chunk of it and then it gets better? Yeah. 
I mean, okay. and I, I just enjoy that book because she has a lot of autonomy and she's very interesting and she's, and it's an interesting, I mean, Rochester sucks, but it's an interesting story. Okay. I'll have to check it out, which like, I but feel, I, I totally forgot about that idea about the horse and the dog. And then he's not riding it because he got hurt. And so he mm-hmm. fell off the horse. Mm-hmm. And so it's just interesting that she sees those two things and then she sees him because they are technically guarding a kind of demon. <laughs> there you have it. So there's a little literary, I guess, spin on it. And um, that's, that's hellhounds. Fun. So they're interesting figures. They are. And I like how they're each a little bit different depending on the area that you're looking at, but still have a lot of common threads between them. And very strong in the UK. I know. I like that. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's all like misty and, you know. Yeah. Especially like they, they, they coming in on a green mist. I love that. Yeah. Can't and also, all... I I feel like the the British had like those like hunting parties where they like hunted foxes. Like they still, I, I feel like Theresa May was still pushing for fox hunting in Probably. like this day and age, which is absurd. Right. And it's, it, you know, they do shit. I feel like they have those big moors where dogs were always roaming around. They always had dogs and shit. Yeah, I just feel like the, the imagery of it really fits with the area. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It just, it makes sense to me. Yeah. It's interesting, though. Yeah. I also, I love the idea of, I just, I just keep thinking of the omen and that big black dog just like sitting, staring at him. It's, it's a very interesting thing because they are frightening when you see them. You know, like you would never see a big black dog and be like, oh, that thing's probably going to be friendly. You see a golden retriever. I just saw a golden retriever on my run yesterday and I was like, oh, you're so cute. Whereas you wouldn't think about that about a big black dog. Well, I'm so stupid. I would. I like all dogs to me. I'm like, babies. They're all just babies. Always. (laughs) See, and that's that's kind (laughs) of like that's how I'm conditioned now, too. Like every time I see a dog, I don't think like it could be threatening. I'm like, it's a little buddy. Like, it could be a huge dog. Like, my, my brother-in-law had the best dog in the world, and he was a big dog, and he had one eye. So to everyone else, he looked very threatening. He was the biggest, He's most loving sweetie. dog in the world. I love that. And so to me, every time I see a big dog, I'm like, ooh, you probably ooh, think you're a tiny, baby. tiny dog. Yeah. <laughs> Lap puppies, but they're gigantic. Yeah. They, yeah, they're just like, can I sit with you? You're like, no, you weigh so much. <laughs> My ass would be like, yes, please do. <laughs> my brother-in-law's crush me. As he would he would sit anywhere near you. Like Jesus, like he was so big. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's so interesting. Also, if I was ever gonna get a dog, my dream dog is like a Doberman Pinscher, which is like basically like a hellhound looking thing. Yeah, with the little eyebrows. Yeah, man. But they just like look so cool. Yeah. They're they're spooky looking to me. They're intimidating. I think I like them because my godmother in her house had like statues of dogs that mm-hmm. looked just like that. Yeah. And they like she had two on either side of her fireplace, like mm-hmm. guarding kind of. So I, yeah. I like that idea. It's interesting. And there you and have I, it. I feel like it's in more places than we think it is. Well, yeah, I mean they talk about Mexico, uh they refer to Catalan, so that's I think part of Spain, I believe. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, it's interesting. It's interesting how we view dogs and then how the Egyptians were like, but what if it was cats? But what about cats? Yeah, exactly. They're like, we've seen these things. They're dicks. What if we were guarded (laughs) by cats? Dogs will let anybody in. Cats won't. Yes, but have you considered felines? (laughs) (laughs) Like, we want these things that hate humans and love them in equal measure. Yes, Big fan. Cats are the only animals that love people conditionally. <laughs> That's exactly right. You are right on that. Whereas dogs will always love you. It's always love, no matter what. Yeah. But so this week. Yes, what do you have? I have a man named Blair Adams. Okay. So we're going to talk about him. I can't wait. I don't know anything about Mr. Adams. Here, well, here we go. On the okay. 5th of July in 1996. Oh, What a okay. time. 96. We were four years mm-hmm. old. We babes in the woods. <laughs> such, <laughs> Sweet summer such, children. Such innocence. <laughs> Sweet summer children. Yeah. Sweet summer children. 
So British Columbia resident Blair Adams withdraws most of his money from his bank account and empties his safe de- safety deposit box of cash, jewelry, gold, and platinum. Hmm. So things are going well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He attempted to enter the U- U.S. via ferry, but immigration officials thought he was a drug courier due to the large amount of cash he had with him. Oh, fair. Fair, fair point. Fair point. That's there. a good flag. That, that is a good suspicion to have, yes. And <clears> then <throat> once it was discovered that he had drug and assault charges, he was denied entry. <laughs> Well, <laughs> the very man is like, I feel like you got something to do with drugs, seizes his charges, and he's like, get out. <laughs> You're not welcome here. <laughs> he's like, I was right. Move along. <laughs> Next. So on July 9th, he is discovered by Canadian Border Patrol officers, which I thought they were considered Mounties. Yeah, that's Are what I not? thought. I don't know. Canada, let us know. Which, by the way, if your cops are called Mounties, I'm only ever calling them Mounties. Yeah, like, are, are, well, I, so I don't know. Does Mounties refer to, like, a specific division, I guess? I don't know. Nor do I. Let Canadian us know, Canada. If, yeah, let us know. Um, so he's discovered attempting to cross at the Pacific Highway border on foot, and oh. officials noted that he had scratches on his arms and legs. Okay. He matched a description of a man that was involved in a car theft, and the vehicle had been discovered abandoned near the Pacific Highway border crossing, but he denied involvement, and he was freed on lack of evidence. Okay. The one thing he didn't then, do. Right. Which, allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. Then he rents a car from Vancouver International Airport, enters the U.S. by car, and arrives in Seattle, where he buys a round-trip ticket to Frankfurt, Germany. Okay. Okay. Apparently, he dated a woman in Frankfurt, but later on, she told authorities that he never contacted her about visiting, which he very easily could have not contacted her and just have gone to Frankfurt because obviously he's familiar with it. Correct. Anyway, but Adams doesn't get on the flight going to Frankfurt and traded his credit for a one-way ticket to Washington, D.C., abandoning his car at the airport. Okay. After... This is smart, though. He's, he's like, you know, creating a yeah. bunch of paths for them to travel down with, you know. Right. So he lands in D.C., rents a car. After renting a car, he backs into somebody else. Oop. Oopsie-daisy. We were on Sir. a roll there, and then, yeah, okay. And the person who he backed into reported he, quote, seemed nice, but was in a hurry, unquote. Okay. Well, at least he was, I guess, like, not a dick about nice. it. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Which you can't really be a dick if you back into somebody else. If you else. back into somebody else. Really, you do not have the That's right to you. be a dick. That's on you. Yes. So he arrives in Knoxville, Tennessee on July 10th, approximately 100 miles southwest of Washington, D.C. The first reported sighting of Adams occurred at a gas station at Strawberry Plains Pike in Knoxville at 5.30 p.m. A repair service driver had been called to the gas station because Adams was having trouble getting into his car because he, this is why he was having trouble. He was using the key from the car he had abandoned at the Seattle oh. airport. Oops, a daisy. This is what happens when you have too many cars going on, guys. Too too many cooks in the kitchen. That's why he can't get into this car. <laughs> Correct. Correct. So he basically has this long discussion with the repairman where, where he's like, no, 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 I have the keys, blah, blah, blah. And the repairman's like, no, dude, these aren't the keys to this car. Like the car that he rented in that he was in in knoxville was like a toyota camry and the other car was totally different so he right. was like these aren't even the same brands like this yeah. isn't the right car you dumbass so, <laughs> so even though the repairman thought his behavior was odd good check there mm-hmm. he said quote i figured he was nuts unquote <laughs> okay we're Ain't 96 america. <laughs> we're 96 in tennessee <laughs> So this repairman takes the car to a local repair shop, drops Adams off at the Fairfield Inn at Knoxville. In Knoxville. Okay. Which I have to say, that's ballsy. Yes. You think that this guy's, like, he's exhibiting very weird behaviors, and you're still like, I'll drive you somewhere. Yeah, that, that, that's, um, but, well, okay. it's 96 in Tennessee. <laughs> you seem like a sweet man, and I'm glad you made it out of this. Yep. At, at the Fairfield Inn, Adams is captured on footage in the hotel lobby. He spent 40 minutes loitering at the hotel. 
before purchasing a room for $100. When the clerk went to give him change, he turns around and walks outside. It was later determined he never went into the hotel room he rented. Okay. So that was also a red herring. Yeah, right. Yeah. On July 11th, around 7.30 a.m., Adam's body was discovered by construction workers in a parking lot of an under-construction Fairfield Inn location outside of Knoxville, half-naked, with his pants off and shirt open. His pants, shoes, and socks were lying near his body. Okay. Scattered around his body was German, Canadian, and U.S. currency totaling near $4,000. Huh. In addition to the money found with the body, police also located a black duffel bag which contained maps and travel receipts and a fanny pack which held five ounces of gold bars, gold and platinum coins, jewelry, keys, and a pair of sunglasses. How handy. We need to bring back fanny packs. They are. They're back. Well, kind of. Well, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. According to an autopsy report, he had sustained cuts and abrasions, which the sheriff's department determined as being from fending off an attack. He also suffered a violent blow that ruptured his stomach. Yikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes. yikes. That's a hell of a blow. It is. His official cause of death was ruled sepsis stemming from an abdominal perforation. Well, that sucks because that probably didn't, that, that wouldn't, that probably wasn't super quick. Yeah. You know, he was laying, he was laying there a hot minute. Yeah. He also had a wound to his forehead, which police determined was caused by a crowbar or a club. Okay, so, so he was probably, that's probably knocked what out. He got hit in the stomach with. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. It was also believed that he was sexually assaulted, though no DNA evidence was found to confirm that suspicion. Law enforcement suggested that the possibility that Adam's death had been sex related due to the nature of his body's discovery. Mm. Well, Even though there's no DNA evidence to back up the fact that he was assaulted. Yeah, and is there like is there physical trauma to to back it up as well? Right. Kinda, the yeah. only physical DNA evidence found at the scene was one strand of long hair that was gripped in Adams' hand, which oh, could okay. have been when he was fending off the attack. Right, of course, yeah. Hmm. According to subsequent interviews with his mother, Adams had been acting oddly in the weeks prior to his leaving Canada, though she said Adams refused to tell her what was bothering him. According to friends and family, he had been sober for two years at the time of his death. He also told friends that someone was trying to kill him and confided in his mother that, quote, someone was spreading rumors about him. Okay. A composite sketch of a man was released in the case. Some witnesses claimed to have seen Adams with him at several restaurants, but that was the best lead the police have slash had, which doesn't seem like a lead. No. And that's all the information they have on this man. That's interesting. Obviously, he was involved in some shady shit. And obviously, his reasons for, like, you don't pull everything out of your bank account in your safety deposit box unless you really feel like somebody's coming for you. And he desperately wanted to get into the U.S. He tried yeah, he, ferry, he tried on foot, and then finally he was like, I'm renting a car. Well, yeah, and then on top of it, he tried to throw them off his trail. Like you said, there were all those red herrings. And he... Very strange. For, for him to back into this car and then the man to be like, he was really nice, he just really seemed like he was in a hurry, like... And then for him to buy a ticket to Frankfurt, then be like, no, I'm not going to Frankfurt. Go to D.C., then not to go to D.C. He yeah. goes 100 miles southwest to Knoxville, Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, he was trying really hard to get away, hide his, hide his, his, what, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Not hide his footprints, hide his. His trail. His trail, I guess. Yeah, I was trying to think if there was another word for it aside from trail. But yeah, you know, he was trying to throw them off his scent, I guess, so to speak. And so, I, I mean, I have to think he was involved in something shady in order for him to be going through all of this effort. He was obviously genuinely afraid of whoever it was that was pursuing him. And I also think what's interesting about it is that he could have very easily, like when he knows he's going to abandon that car at the Seattle airport, right? Mm-hmm. He's just like, oh, okay, I'm just going to take the keys with me, whatever, blah, blah, Maybe he doesn't even think about it. Yeah. And then he's getting a new car in Tennessee, mm-hmm. gets out of the car to pump gas or whatever he has to do, and then is like, ju- he seems like he's just in a very frantic mindset. These are all, like, he gets into, he's trying to cross the Canadian border on July 9th. July 10th, he's in Tennessee. Yeah. So this is all a very short time frame. So he's just running on adrenaline it sounds like yeah basically adrenaline and fear <laughs> but then right. again they often Which, go hand in hand so very yeah. powerful motivators that's and true. also can confuse you 
That's true. So I guess, yeah. Uh... So then he's trying to get in this car and the repairman's like, hey man, this isn't the right key. And he's like, no! And he, the repairman's like, uh, I can take you to an inn. <laughs> like, the repairman's like, dude, I think you gotta get some sleep. Dude, you're all right. You're a little, right. You're a little jumpy. You're a little edgy. <laughs> yeah. And then he goes to the, the hotel. He's in the hotel for 40 minutes, which is a long time. Yeah. And then he's just like, uh, I'm going to rent this room. The clerk's like, okay, great, because you've been here for 40 minutes. Yeah. Goes to give him change, and the motherfucker just walks out. Yeah, I know. He was probably just sitting there because he was like, this isn't exactly what I'd planned. What are my next steps? And he probably was just like taking a minute, and he's, you know, flustered and everything else. So instead of going up and getting a room right away, he did the opposite, which was a- suspicious, and he just sat there. I'm surprised that nobody came up to him like, bro, you, like, are you okay? <laughs> you need something? Like, are you going to get a room? Are you, you know? So and presumably it's, it's, I mean, maybe it's a little busy at the hotel because that's his first sighting at the, at the gas station is at five thirty. Mm-hmm. So presumably it's around dinner time or at least yeah, right. late evening when he gets there. Yeah. Depending on how long the repairman was like, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> My, but then the what star I think of this is, show is the repairman. <laughs> truly. What I think is also interesting is that he's found in a parking lot of an under construction Fairfield Inn location outside of Knoxville. So they traveled with him. Yes, right. Yeah. And then for other people to see him with this man, allegedly, mm-hmm. at restaurants. Mm-hmm. So wherever they were going... Yeah, I mean, it sounds, to me, it sounds a bit, um, it sounds a bit, like, mafia-esque. It's, to me, the first thing I thought was, like, this sounds very, like, drug-related. Either drug or mafia. Like, this is some sort of organized, like, crime situation, I feel like. And I feel like this is not their first rodeo with it, whoever did it. So. And I think it's interesting that he wanted to go to dc mm-hmm. i think that's interesting i mm-hmm. mean maybe he just wanted to jump coast but then like why wouldn't you go to new york where you could easily get lost yeah right or or something like that i don't know that's and then on top of it it's 96 so he has no cell phone mm-hmm. he's not you know or if he does it's his he's it's... not bringing it with him obviously because <laughs> it's as big as a brick Say so he's not bringing style. it with him so <laughs> right he, he's not going anywhere with that yeah and it's, you know, he could very easily get lost in a big city. Why does he go to Washington? Why does he go to Knoxville? Unless he was trying to find, like, some kind of an embassy in Washington or something. Right. Um, Knoxville, I don't know. Maybe he's like, this sounds good. I don't know. I really don't know. Or maybe he just wanted the idea to look like he was going to Washington to, like, maybe put fear in people. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, And for then sure. instead he's like, I'm just going to drive outside of D.C. and hide out. Right, and yeah. then I guess they find him. Right, which makes me think that obviously these people kind of knew what they were doing because eventually they found him. Like he tried really hard. Right, and I also think the the weapon is interesting. That it's a they think it's a crowbar, a crowbar. club. Like it's not it a just, gun. No, this is very like. Yeah, I, I don't know. There, there's there's things. To this it's that, either it's got to be drugs or some kind of a some kind of an organized crime ring type of deal gang related. I don't really know, but like something. It also seems to me like he was either the unluckiest man alive and was in the wrong place at the wrong time while he was running from something or something caught up with him. Right. Either way. Yeah. Wow. That's an interesting case. That's a, that's different, but I, yeah, I think we've kind of reached a good conclusion here with this. Like he was involved in something shady and um, he certainly tried hard. And then to have that much money on him. Yeah, right. All the gold bars, all that shit, and they don't take any of it. Yeah. Yeah. If it's just a random person, they're taking all that shit. Of course. Absolutely. If this was your average, like, run-of-the-mill, uh, I guess. Jewelry, gold bars, they can't trace any of that shit back. Of course people are going to take it. Why would they leave it on him? Yeah, and how nice of him to have it all bagged up and ready to go for them in the fanny pack and what have you. Right. So they could easily just grab it and go after they killed him or knocked him out or whatever. Right, and then if they were really that determined, they could have taken the Canadian currency and driving, driven, driving, driving across the border, driving, driving. Yeah, exactly. We're driving. They, uh, yeah, this, this like feels um, 
like it's they like it's were personal. going after like they him wanted specifically. To, yeah, they're settling a score. They're you know something like that. All right, they're not after him for his money, which clearly he has, and he's got it all on his person. You're correct. So I don't know. I just it's very weird, but that's that's my case of uh of Blair Adams. Wow. Which sounds like a fake name, doesn't it? Blair Adams 100% sounds like a fake name to me. Uh, that, sounds, that sounds bullshitty. I'm almost wondering, like, selfishly, because I know you and I love this, mm. if he was, like, a government worker. There it is. There it is. Blair Adams, the government worker, stumbled on something. And had to go on the run. Had to go on the run, and the government made it look like it was drugs or something else. That's right. Or made it look so suspicious that nobody knew. Dumb, dumb, dumb. And they say Canadians are nice. I have heard you guys are really nice. That's why he died in the U.S. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly why he didn't die in Canada. You're right. That's right. (laughs) They'd be like, you guys okay, eh? You doing all right, Blair? (laughs) You doing all right, Bill? Yeah. (laughs) But also, I think it's interesting that he has drug and assault charges. I'm aware that that doesn't mean anything and it couldn't translate to anything, but... Well, he's got a pass. Like, you know, he's technically got a past on paper, so... But I realize that doesn't that doesn't you know wash over and and totally make him this person that he could have been, but it also could relate. Well, yeah, and if he has those charges, like it would kind of fit the bill if this is like drug related or something like this potentially. Yeah. So makes yeah. sense. But um, that's that's a wild case. That's a good one. Good really? choice. Well done, Blair Adams. Blair Adams, everybody. That sucks. I feel yeah. like he had a really like terrible end to his life like he was just panicked up until he died that's not a way that i want to die no ma'am no 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 big negative on that no 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 um before we get like too heavy about dying again (laughs) although i do want to say sean connery's way that was the way that is the way absolutely in the bahamas old as shit in his sleep that's it that's if i have to make it so that i can make that happen for myself also, like, of course, Sean Connery, who is the most baller man in life, the so James dapper. Bond, I goes know. out like that. Of He's course. like, bye, bitches, I'm going out baller. So fitting. It is so fitting. Right? Coolest man. I can't I even believe it. we lost him this year, man. I mean, I, I can and I can't all at once because that's that's 2020. Yeah. That's fucking 2020. But for you all and for us by this point, it's 2021. That's right. Dude, dude, dude. And uh, so until next time, stay strange.